0: This message is a recording from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space to practice the ways of Jesus together as the multi-ethnic family of God.
1: The present has brought, has has brought us facing i <laughs>
0: morning and praise the lord in in our in our church we we greet each other with praise the lord (laughs) hallelujah god is good um i requested that song because um in today's climate we stop at the first verse we stop with just marching and being angry and demonstrating how angry we are and how we want to make a change so we we just go marching but the history of that song the history of the song writer the lyricist his brother who who wrote the music um, his 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 parents the the history of the people surrounding him and his impact on the writer of the book study, <laughs> his impact on that father of that writer, who was his contemporary, who he joined with. So I, I wanted to give you a little bit of a setting for, for what we're going to talk about today because all of the the sermons that you that you hear and that you read we we have emphasized so much the marching we have forgotten the reason for the march that it is such a a kind of of, a platform that gets attention but it doesn't get the understanding that will bring about reconciliation, it gets confrontation, but it doesn't bring the beloved community. And, and so we're in that stage again, or still, because really, uh, you would think that Martin Luther King had written his sermons yesterday, because all of that is going on right now. And so I, I wanted to. Um, the, the the chapter that really captured me in in the uh, in the book um, that he wrote, "Strength to Love," the, the the chapter that captured me is, everybody wants to answer the question, because it's a perplexing question. It's in our prayer this morning. It, it's the tension of the the wanting the good. And believing we can be instruments of that good, and not quite having the key to making it happen, you know, uh, we've been wanting to make things happen ever since the Garden of Eden, when we wanted to take the place of God by knowing good and evil. Okay, now we know, and 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 so. It is, it is really from there. So I started out with, with uh, King's verse, but I wanna tell you a little bit about the writer of that song. His name is Doctor, and we don't call him that, for some reason they forgot that he had all those credentials. James Weldon Johnson, M.A. Ph.D., born in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, just shortly after um, emancipation, about 30 years, 40 years after, no, about 10 years after no, about six years after emancipation, right in the middle of reconstruction, born to parents who were educated. Imagine that. In 1865, you got us folks educated? Yeah. And being homeschooled. Y'all thought homeschooling was something new, didn't you? (laughs) He was homeschooled by his teacher, Mama, who was also a musician. He and his brother. Now, probably because it was safer. But they came along also at a time when during Reconstruction, there was so much hatred toward people who were recently emancipated. And there were no social systems. As a matter of fact, the uh, president that followed Abraham Lincoln made sure that there would be no infrastructure to support the needs of the people who were emancipated. And, 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 and even, I think I shared with you last time, that they even tried to decree how they would work for the people that they used to be enslaved by. And Okay, so y'all remember that. All right, so, so the point is this. This man was groomed in the midst of that tension. He was raised in that. And so I wanted to lift that to you today, and then he 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 after he was educated, and imagine at that time because he died in 1938. Okay, now um, y'all know I'm old, but that was the year before I was born, and so that's the time frame that I want you to look at in terms of our. History, not the ones you got taught in school, but the real history. Because that was not a time where it was easy for black people, uh, I know we use the term African-American, but black people to be educated. And if they were educated, it was substandard, right? But this guy got a master's degree and a PhD. Um, Wow. I'm not gonna go into where he, where he went to school because that's really kind of irrelevant, the fact that he even passed the bar. He was a lawyer. <laughs> he was an educator. He was the treasurer of the Col- Colored Republican Club. We were Republicans then, y'all. He was, um, let me put my eyes on here. He wrote an opera, uh-huh. It satir- satirized the United States annexation of the Pacific Islands. So he was an activist in his writing, in his, in all of, and, and this, this song that we just looked at, and it's on page 841 of your hymnal. So if you wanna look at those lyrics, uh-huh, I figured you might wanna take that out. Look at those lyrics because those are activist lyrics. They start out in verse one as activism. And all through King's sermons you'll see activism and then you'll see remembrance of what's been happening and has happened and the trauma he talks about the trauma of, of the underserved. He talks about the trauma of the, the murdered. He talks about so many things in all of his collection of sermons that touch the burden, the broken, the, the, those in need of healing. So this is the this is one of his daddy's contemporaries because this man, along, uh, after there was a, a, a riot, uh gathered the at at first he lived in florida and then he moved to georgia and i want to tell you that he also went to clark university how many of you have been to atlanta have you been to the atlanta university complex okay consists of three major universities i encourage you to go next time you're there atlanta university morehouse Spellman, sorry, four, and Clark. So there's four major colleges, African-American. And guess who went to Clark? James Weldon Johnson. Guess who went to Morehouse? Martin Luther King. You see? That's the, that's the soil that f- he was fertilized in. And his father was an activist. As a matter of fact, uh, and I've heard this more lately, uh, of course, in the last 20 years or so, and I hear it a lot of times from those who consider themselves conservative leaders um, about the social gospel. But Martin Luther King, and by the way, his first name was really Michael. No, you didn't know that, yeah. But he changed it to Martin after a a, a, a come to Jesus moment. But anyway, he, 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 um, he, he, he was an activist in Martin Jr.'s lifetime, childhood, upbringing. And he was probably a part of that group of pastors that James Weldon G- Johnson gathered together surrounding uh, to, to bring peace after the riot. So look at the history of the riot in Florida, the riot in Jacksonville, the riot in Georgia, you know because it was it was very unsettling that people who were deprived of the right to read, the right to... Learn to read, to write, to get an education, to own things. Um, it was really threatening to those who had always had things. That suddenly, these these people were so strong that they could acquire wealth, or they could acquire education, they could. That's threatening. And that, what do you think is going on today? We do not live in a on a continent or even a world that has lacking. We live in a world that has greed. And the greed is what causes the lack. For if we all followed the principles of the scripture, there would be gleanings left. There would be something for everybody. And no one would be hungry or homeless. So, so let me not get off, by off track too much because you know I'll do that. But I wanted to give you that background about James Weldon Johnson and Martin Luther King Sr. because as contemporaries, this is who built the character. Of course, God's in charge. Of course God called these men to do these things, but guess what? None of us are planted accidentally. God has a soil for the growth of each one of us. So I wanted to share that little bit before diving in. We live in a tension, not in lack of attention, but in tension. And the tension is this, In Matthew 17 19 the disciples are asking Jesus why they can't cast out the demons from from the little boy who had the demons and and they were asking him privately that's really interesting too they didn't ask him in front of the folks that they were trying to heal (laughs) Um, don't we do that Um, anyway But it's really interesting to me because um, they didn't understand why they couldn't do it. And then I began to think about Eve. She couldn't understand why she couldn't, why she was already like God. And, and, And so she thought she had to have some fruit to make her like God. All right. So we're always trying to replace God's doing with our power. And so this is the scenario. What Jesus was saying to the disciples after they said, why couldn't we cast them out? How about, listen, the biggest thing that I'm running into as I interact with the next generations behind me, because you guys are probably two generations back, but, but the, the thing I'm running into most is the anger that, that the woke generation has because things aren't changing, and because the people ahead of them haven't changed, aren't listening, aren't woke, and, and that is a barrier to reconciliation. And so I imagine that the, the disciples were kind of feeling a little bit of that. And Jesus simply said, because of your lack of faith, they had faith in themselves and what they could do. They forgot God is the one that does the deliverance. And we forget that too. And so I've, I recently have uh, encountered several people that I've had long conversations with. Um, African Americans who, th- who think things are just, listen, when I'm, y'all didn't get it right, and, and so we're not, we're not doing this anymore because we're just going to, we're, we're tired. We're, we've got to have it now. And we, we want everything right, right now. And so instead of understanding that brokenness is ignorance, lack of understanding, lack of history. Y'all didn't know that stuff about these guys, did you? You didn't know that there was a collaboration going on of people of diverse interests and giftings working together to try to bring about change. And it still hasn't happened. Why do we think we can have microwave change? And this was what was happening with the disciples. Why couldn't we do it? You just say the word, right? Send the word and they'll heal. Well, it's not your word that's gonna do it. It is God's word. So that's why, y'all. But we live in the tension, the tension between our desire for what is good. Our spirit bears witness. The spirit of God bears witness with us of what is good. We know what is right. We've been given the mandate to make things right have dominion over the earth to 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 control what happens so that everything is fruitful and it multiplies right that's our commandment from genesis but here i look at paul in romans chapter seven and 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 romans is he's saying for i know that good itself is Doesn't dwell in me. That is my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good, right? Isn't that you? That's me. Have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. I don't do the good I want to do. It's no longer I who do it. Sin lives in me, does it. And here some people stop. They give up because I, I can't overcome this sin. I'm, I'm walking around in the flesh. Hmm. I see another law working in me. Waging war against the law of my mind and shaking me as a prisoner of the law of sin at work with me. And then he cries out, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? That is the perplexing question. Along with the desire to do good, we fight our body's desire to be comfortable, to avoid confrontation, to not be murdered for the cause. I don't know, I was listening, this is totally, I don't know why the, I saw this this morning, I should turn the TV off. They were talking about the history of love songs. And, and there was one piece of that that got to me. They said, how do you make a love song last? You gotta give it everything, you got leave it all on the floor. That's the piece of our love for God, that we don't leave on the floor. You have to be ready to die. Not willing, necessarily, but certainly ready. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that my physical body is going to die? Not necessarily. It means that I'm going to submit to what the Lord himself has commanded me to do. We will release our will, just as Jesus did on the cross. As he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So man has a desire to to do good. And and in the state of Arizona, so in uh, 2016, there were like 23,000 nonprofits, not counting churches, in Arizona. In 2022, at the end of 22, 47,034 nonprofits in the state of Arizona. The desire to do good is there. You see it, it keeps happening. And then right under these statistics, you know, they said this is how you apply for to make to start a nonprofit. So come on, make another one. Is there something wrong with the nonprofits that are out there? No. It is out of the desire to do good by our own strength. I got this idea. I'm going to file a 501c3 application cuz if I do this, if I get my idea out there, it's going to solve everything. That's what they all that's what the proposals say. That's what the grants want to give you money for. But the reality is it won't solve it because it's a heart issue with the people who are not willing to change, not willing to hear. My goodness, sixty billion dollars in twenty twenty two. Yeah. In Arizona. Not, not the country. So so I, I'm like, okay, Lord, why 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 is that happening? And then, of course, always Jesus steps in. Jesus. Yeah, he always steps in. And he stepped in out of John four, verse 34. And he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Everybody stops there, don't they? Normally, the sermons stop right there, but there's more to it. And to finish the work. That requires commitment, stick not being weary in well-doing, because you may not live to see the change. These men from the 1900s uh, 1877, I think. 1871, John Weldon Dodson, uh, um, uh, King Sr. 1899. You know, so so that's their birthdays. My grandmother, 1899. They didn't live to see even this much, but they continued not just in prayer they continue to do the will they continue to follow the commands and listen it is not always disrupting what's there sometimes you go in and change it from the inside it's not always confrontational sometimes you go in I have my daughter made me this sweatshirt and it it says uh, sub, subversive introvert you never see me coming or going there is a purpose for being inside of systems and some of you will have opportunity to be in systems where others cannot that's where change happens because if christ can get in if his will can be done from the inside out imagine what can happen listen some strategists got it right this this election season they infiltrated the house and we weren't watching so now we've got barriers to voting we've got school books being banned, we've got education being monitored and people, teachers being fired for teaching history. Where were we? Did we give up on voting? Did we give up on entering in? Did we give up on change from the inside? God is calling us to continue. I didn't even look at the time. You know how to pull my coat, right? Tenacity. God has given us a responsibility and he is asking us to be uh, tenacious. These words were written well over two thousand years ago. John five thirty says, I can myself do nothing. This is Jesus speaking. I, I actually, when I printed it out, I printed it in red so I could remember. No. I can I myself, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. Some of us judge before we hear it all. And um, so I I shared with a young lady not too long ago, as she was concerned about the group, she did not want to leave this particular group. She wanted to stay in the group, but she was frustrated and angry because they would not accept her comments that would redirect them to a more accepting and loving stance, Christ-like stance. Now, I don't know about you all, but I got family like that. Right? Who 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 would rather not, some of them probably at the Super Bowl, but would rather not have to deal with what Christ is asking for. And so so anger, she said I I just, I don't want to leave, but I, but I, but I, you know, it's just like, uh, 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 all right. I said, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. They need your love. They need you to see them. See the fear that has brought that. Understand that brokenness, that. Even a perpetrator is hurt. And, and that's so hard to accept, because we want, to, we want revenge, we want retribution. But how is it that people who were brought in ships, 1500s, 1400s, survived? thrived, surmounted, are still here and growing in number despite the plans to annihilate. Why is that? You think these people did that because of themselves? God had a plan. And it was to see the earth as he created it there was something before there was racism there was a people created in the image and the likeness of god so jesus is saying as i hear i judge and my judgment is righteous because i do not seek my own will but the will of the father who sent me That's where we run into trouble. Because doing it my way, man, folk get slapped down in a hurry. (laughs) Nevertheless, I haven't slapped anybody in 40 years. (laughs) Not even that guy. This is God's plan for us. And it seems like we're weak. But don't you understand that the strength of that is that God has a plan. And if we just follow his plan, I'm going to tell you it's going to be a bed of roses. And I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. I'm not even going to tell you you're not going to suffer. And I'm not going to tell you it won't hurt. But if you follow his plan, he can bring about the solution, the answer to the perplexing problem. He he has the answer, he is the answer, and that does not mean only to pray. Because if that was the case, Jesus could have handled it alone and it would be going on right now. But even Jesus, as his habit was to pray every day, as he went along his way, as he encountered needs, he met them. And that too is the will of the Father for us. Meet the needs. so that. And, 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 and the other thing is to, to understand that that love and that meeting of the need is not your will. <laughs> That's the other piece. And it's not b- about what you got in your pocket. It's not even about whether you like doing it, okay? It's to meet the need of those that God has called us to. Jesus talked about it when he opened the the scrolls and read from Isaiah, talking about the spirit of the Lord being upon him to loose the bands of the wickedness and and to, to set the captive free. You understand? That's justice. And it's not just in prison. People who hate are in prison, and we are surrounded and and intermingled with people who don't know how to love and even don't know that they are loved. We have a lot of work to do, and God's call for us, the answer is this. Paul says it again in Romans 7, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. For it is God in Philippians 2, 13, who works in me, works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Pursuing the dream Let's look again at the lyrics of that song. Because there is a warning here. As we lift every voice and we we sing, as we march on till victory is won, we remember the stony road we trod, we remember the bitter, chastening rod. You may not, as an ethnic group, if you are not black, be able to closely relate to this. But I guarantee you, if you have ever mourned the loss of anything, magnify that pain. It, but it says this, we've come over a way that was watered with tears. Second verse is what I'm looking at now. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. I'm gonna try to keep my eyes from watering. But I cry almost daily for the children who are growing up and never knew what it was like to not have weapons of destruction that threaten their very lives as they go to school or go to the store or go to a movie or go to a show. These children will not know what it's like to have a life without violence. And so every time something happens, I think of the children, the next generation, and my heart breaks because They are going to have this second verse. Again, God encourages us in verse 3. God of our weary years. God of our silent tears. Thou who has brought us thus far on the way. Thou who has by thy might led us into the light. Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Don't forget your path, don't forget the call of God on your life. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Now I personally can attest to a Road to Damascus experience and I have been drastically transformed from the former self, pistol-packing mama that I was. lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world. The wine of the world is right outside this door. Let us not forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. This from a people who were unwanted, this among a people who know how to love the unwanted that is a charge that martin luther king set out in his answer to a perplexing question as you read that chapter you will see that it flows just along those lines with remembrance and challenge to love and not be angry. A man knew that there was a a hit out for him as he wrote that. I wanna thank you. I know this was not one of those dancing sermons, but I want you to be encouraged because you know your purpose. And thank you for having me today Thank my dear husband for driving me. And God bless all of you. If you wouldn't mind, I would like to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I stand before you today, thanking you for the privilege of carrying this message today, asking God that you would open our ears, our hearts and our minds our eyes to see the pain and the brokenness of both the victim and the victor. Lord, help us to see the oppressor and the oppressed. Help us to love them, love one another, God, that the world will know that you have sent us, that we are your children. Help us to be brave in the face of confrontation, loving and strong. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information about Kaleo, visit KaleoPHX.com or follow us on social media at KaleoPHX.